Hello and welcome to The Narrow Gate. This is Orla, your host again. This is episode 17. The last episode, we were talking about the inner child and healing um, for the Christian. Okay, I won't go into that right now. You can uh, listen to the episode if you like. It's there in the newsletter. I've added it. Um, but basically, we're just talking about the psychology of an inner child and how we can heal from our childhood wounds um, in order to be able to fulfill our purpose in life or just to live a peaceful life. So this episode is about learning how to be your true self and to find the will of God for your life. All the themes are pretty much the same, but it takes a long time for us to renew our minds in any way, like even forming habits. So to teach a message about your identity in Christ as a Christian and healing, growth and transformation, if you haven't had a good teaching on this, it's going to take a long time for the message to go in. So there will be a lot of repetition and that's how we learn and that's how we learn the Bible and that's how we become transformed. So um, there are miracles, but God wants us to, we have to work at it also, okay? So I'm going to talk about the true self, okay? Your true identity. So you being you in all your essence, and that is the you that is born again, the transformed you, okay? Yes, there's lots of teaching in the secular world, um, but they are also um, some good teachings in it okay so um, but today because I know Christians can be very scared of this area of um, psychology and Christianity so today I am only going to use what I have learned from a Christian psychologist and his name you probably know him as Dr. Henry Cloud now he is a great psychologist he's a um, you just have to type his name in and it will show up. So I'm just using today's episode from some of his teaching um, so that you know that it is from a Christian psychologist and um, it is in line with the Bible, okay? Right, so the scripture I'm going to use today, and I do use it most of the time for all of my work, is... Um, Romans 12:2, okay, and verses 1 to 2. Okay, I'm going to read it out now because it's what the whole um, episode is about. So, therefore, I urge you. So, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Roman church. Um, okay, so um, about renewing your mind, okay, in order to find out the will of God. So I'll read it here. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, you can read that. I've added it to the newsletter. So um, we have to renew our mind, which means old thinking from the past, pre-salvation, 
if you grew up in dysfunction, anything that's not of God, if you came from another religion or uh, had to change teachings that you had and learn the Christian teachings. So be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so the world, when we talk about the world, um, if you're if you're not used to Christian terminology, when we mention the word world, we just mean the secular world that doesn't have a Christian or even that spiritual search, you know. So you have like different levels of people. Uh, so you have your born again Christian who is saved or whatever, and they are on the spiritual path and they're walking in the light and growing and being transformed into the light of Christ and they are uh, on the path. You have Christians who are born again. They think they're born again, but there's no change in their life and there's no healing and their relationships are terrible. And, and so they haven't really worked out their salvation because if they did, they might be able to, uh, you know, connect with the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit usually guides us to the right people and places to have healing and our minds transformed so within the whole christian circle you have healthy and unhealthy christians so you have that whole bracket there that whole area so i am very cautious about people who call themselves christians okay and so is jesus so uh you know i prefer to say to someone oh oh you're a christian great so you're born again christian yeah and they're like, yeah, 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 okay. Find some more, uh, find out more about the person, especially if you're going to go into a relationship with them or have a, try to have a deep and meaningful conversation because many people are not on the growth and healing journey in the church. And then outside the church, you have people on the spiritual journey as well and, uh, you know, all different and. Um, different areas some of them might have been christian they left the church and whatever or some of them are uh, on a different path and they're calling the spirit light and divine and the universe and okay so we have all that as well okay but i think as christians we need to have an open mind to people who are on the journey and um, god can be guiding us before we're actually saved you know so one of the most important things that God looks for in any human being is a broken and contrite heart, a humble and contrite heart, a sincere heart. So that's what he's looking for. So we have to be very careful about judging and condemning others and just saying, be focused on your own healing, growth and transformation. Um, that's the most important thing. So finding your true self, it says in this, I say, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Okay. What we mean by that? I mean, stop. We are to stop abandoning, abandoning ourselves. So be true to yourself. How do we abandon ourselves? By appeasing others, by being afraid of others, by being afraid to shine, by being afraid to say no to somebody, by being, putting yourself down. Oh, I'm not good enough. Being afraid that what others might think of you, the fear of man, which is, the scripture says, the fear of man is a snare, which it is. Trust in the Lord and you will be safe. And fear of being alone. Oh, that's a huge one. 
<laughs> That's why we had so much relationship addiction and divorce and broken relationships. So um, fear of being alone. So people are just having relationships out of the fear of loneliness and aloneness. That's another area that needs healing also. Fear of being different as well. I was just thinking about that one. There's always this thing about fitting in, fitting in. Yeah, I think it's good to fit in. And and uh, some some of the psychology I read, I don't like either. They say, oh, oh, you know, if you're different, if you feel that you're different and you don't fit in, that means you're just kind of broken. And you know, but when you heal that, you will, you will feel you belong. Huh? We don't belong to this world at all. So being different is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. So some of the things people say, I just have to watch. They just wash, let them wash over me, you know. We are different. We're all unique. And this is why you have a calling, because you're unique. God made each person individual. Every person is individual and unique. Yeah, we love each other. We need each other. We're, we can have community and belong. But being different is good. So people say, oh, you're odd. You're different. Well, Hallelujah. You're probably closer to your own true self than they are. They're just following the crowd. So Christians who want to heal need to have a basic understanding of psychology. You know, a lot of the churches, they try to teach the church without even talking anything about psychology. But you have to have a basic understanding of the human makeup, the way we work, the way we operate. Okay, so Christians who... um, don't know this, they're kind of limited because we need to know something what we're working with, the human psyche. We are made up of a spirit, yes. A body, yes. And they say a mind, but, but the mind being the emotions and the will. Okay, so we are made up of these things. So what does it mean to become you, the true you, not the one that the world kind of forced you into, the true you, the divine you, the one that God has created from the beginning, that he put you on this planet for a reason, that God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I don't see any problem with that in Christianity. So Dr. Henry Cloud, who I said is a Christian psychologist, um, he's good at merging these two together. So that's why I'm using his work tonight. In his teaching, uh, I watched recently, uh, earlier today, and I looked at his work before. Learn why you are hiding your true self. This is what his video is about on YouTube and how to push past it. So, okay, so are you hiding your true self? Now, some people, it's not exactly that they're hiding it. It's just totally unaware that they have one. So that's even worse. But there are a lot of people on the planet who have no idea about this true self at all. And I know a lot of these people. And I tell you, they're quite dangerous because they are quite dangerous because they're completely worldly. What is worldly? Money, power, success, competition. I'll do anything to get to where I want to go, which means they will just walk all over you. So a person who doesn't have some sense of um, their identity, you know, their true identity can be dangerous. 
So this is about identity formation, okay? Jesus, um, your whole walk, salvation, is about identity. Your identity has been transformed from the old to the new. The new is in Christ, transformed. Who is a great example? You can look at, I did an example of it. I'll add it here too. The Apostle Paul, great example. Before he was saved, he was killing Christians. He was on a mission to murder Christians and wipe out that whole, what he thought was a sect. And he had a conversion on the road to Damascus and he had a radical transformation and found his true identity in Christ. And he never looked back and he is the best teacher. And he is the teacher here that we're looking at in Romans 2, or Romans 12, 1 to 2. St. Paul, the great teacher. But before that, he was totally against Christians. Yeah, he was a teacher and a Jewish uh, Pharisee. And what did Jesus call the Pharisees? Hypocrites. You hypocrites, he said to the Pharisees, who were the scribes and the teachers of the church, the most educated people in the church, the leaders of the church. Can I get this message out clear to everybody? It can also be the same today. Who stop worshipping your pastor and the leadership of the church. Honour them if they are doing their job correctly. Yes, by all means, honour them, pray for them, submit to their leadership if it's healthy. But do not glorify them because we don't know when they will fall from grace or if they are even on the right path. But Jesus called them hypocrites. And the word hypocrite means to pretend to act. So we have to look at ourselves and say, am I, am I real or am I just performing every day for people? Is my whole life just an act? Have I just been a puppet on a string all my life? This is serious. This is why Jesus wants to save people. We don't want it in our, in our deepest core self what God created the divine spirit within us. We do not want to be controlled. We do not want people to tell us what to do. We want to do what God wants us to do. That's deeply ingrained in our spirit. And that's how we become born again because that curiosity comes up in us and we start seeking and searching and then, then we meet with God. And, you know, you have a miraculous life then. So we find our true identity by being born again. You can read that in John 3, and I'll add it to the newsletter below. Because I've written articles on almost everything that I say. So if I say it, I can give you an article. Or you can write a, a, a message in the comments, and I can answer it for you. Or if I haven't written an article, I'd be excited because I can write an article if you have a question. So let's just define this again. We have a true self and a false self, okay? That's psychology as well, but it's also in the Bible. We have a true self and a false self. The false self is the old self before you were saved. The true self is the new creation. You were born again, new creation, yeah? Everyone who's born again becomes a new creation and he is transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know the will of God in your life, okay? So all this ties together. So I'm going to just define them briefly here. We start with the false self. 
So the false self is before you have any divine awareness or you have a little bit, but, you know, the enemy takes it away quickly. The false self is something that you might put on for the world. Here I am and uh, I have a nice job and, you know, and I come from this family and everything is good and, you know, and you put on a nice image and it's, uh, it's good. Like, you know, it's nice to be like that. But are you, are you living a life that's completely inauthentic to who you are and it's actually difficult what you're doing because it's actually something you hate? And do you believe that God put you on the planet to be in a job that you absolutely hate and to give you no provision and just say, do that horrible job and I'll never provide for you or your children or anything. So, you, you know, that's the thinking, the false self is full of fear and no trust in the higher power, which is Jesus, God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, who is our provider. God is a Jehovah Jireh, it says, which it means he's our provider. The false self knows nothing about that. The false self is all about work, 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 make the money, money. I have to make the money. I have to make money. I have to earn money. And I'm not joking. Just read all the articles online. And you know, that's what people are doing. I have to work, I have to work. I mean, I think they're working 60 hours a day, some people. they will, And sometimes they tell you, sometimes they don't. So this ego is very dangerous because it's not the real you. And part of us is afraid to know who this real you is, real me is. Because, you know, we're comfortable being, well, we've sort of propped up this image for maybe 20, 30 years a lot of people don't seem to have any changes till around 30. So, well, we spent for about 30 years being a false self, unless you had a very good integrated family and you were introduced to Christ at an early age or spirituality that led you to Christ. So, um, so we are afraid to be known, the real you. We might be rejected, you know. We're afraid to be seen, so we might be abandoned. We are afraid to even try sometimes because then we fail and that would look terrible. And we fear failure so much, rejection and not being accepted. So that is just awful. That's a prison. That is the prison we're trying to get you out of. And getting Well, I don't think I'm in it anymore. I'm just, <laughs> I'm getting rid of all that stuff. But most people are still in that. I mean, it, I fall into it and it really bothers me. That's because I'm so so far out of it now i'm like really walking in the unknown and it is quite scary but the more i go and the more i ask god to help me the more i can do it and the more i see people way behind stuck in that prison that i feel motivated to do what i'm doing and what i'm telling you is i discovered my calling by doing this work and that's what it's about the true self is then the, the divine self, the new the new self, the new transformed self. So basically, it's not about only loving self. And I do talk about loving self. I talked about the inner child, which is healing the wounded inner child, which requires loving that part of ourselves and always loving ourselves, caring for ourselves, praying to God. But that's not just it. The true self comes about in a kind of an order. The order being that God 
first loved us and you receive it. Receive the love. You receive that love long enough, it starts to really sink in. Yes, then we hopefully have some loving people around us as we move forward. You could be fortunate enough to have it in your family, your family of origin. If you don't have it there, you might find community. You could meet someone, but usually you don't meet someone if you're broken. You just meet another broken person. But as you progress, God starts putting these people on your life, in in your life, on your path, who are kind of sanctified. You know, it's like God sending you little angels at the right time. And believe me, I had a lot of these people appear on my path, and they may not have been part of my whole journey. It's like sometimes they stay for a long time, sometimes for a short time. But the thing is, you have to identify that they're not meant to stay, some people. So then that letting go is part of the spiritual journey as well. So first, we love by God, love yourself. And then when you have that identity in Christ and you feel loved, then you feel a desire to love others and to minister. It's not all about money. You know, like, look at me here. I'm not talking about just me, but am I making loads of money doing this? No, not, not at all. No, I could or I may. I may or I may not. It's not really the problem. That's the thing. The thing is the heart wants to do it. So we pray to God, Lord, provide for me as I do my work. So we go and I go to work and make some money and I come and I do my podcast and later when I have time. Everybody's different, but we have to trust that God is in it with us. And then eventually, um, you know, we go further and further into our calling and different things start to change. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. So one question I would say, so who did God really make me to be? So this is a question you can ask yourself. Who did God really make me to be? This was Henry Cloud now said that, but... So that is something you want to reflect on. Think about that. So who am I? Have a look at yourself. Have a look at what you do. Empty out yourself. That means going through, letting go of the old past, letting go of the old you, finding out who you are, what you like, what you don't, broken relationships. Fine. Heal. Forgive. Move on. Next thing. Move to the next thing. Learn from your experiences. Okay? We don't go bashing yourself around for the rest of your life because you had a broken relationship. We have to recover, move forward, and learn. And Dr. Henry Glad says that. Keep learning. Who hasn't had a failure in their life? Well, I have had plenty. <laughs> Money, relationships, whatever. Exams sometimes. You know, we've had failures. And... Hopefully, we learn and we grow and we move forward, okay? So that's the whole growth journey. Keep moving forward, okay? But we have to deal with the stuff. We have to forgive. So then you go on. Then as you do that, you move further into your walk with God and start getting curious about who you are. Start doing the work about if you hate your job, you better find out why. Will you be there forever? If you're in a relationship that's causing you a lot of pain and hurt, well, you need to work on it. You need to ask questions. You need to start finding help. And there's so many excuses people can give for not being healed. And I'm not being unsympathetic or 
And but sometimes people need a, a little bit of a tough message. There are in most countries, you will find someone who will provide free counsel if you have no money. You can go to your pastor, you can go to a church. There is always somebody who knows if you don't have money and that you are broken and you just say, I need, I want to heal, I want to do something. But do also be careful that you're choosing someone who's mature, wise, and you think is a good person to help you. And if you do have money, then there's plenty of services available for people with money so that you can start the journey and pay, invest. Yes, invest money in yourself. Money is for that too, education. I paid so much money on education for myself, for healing. I spent, I paid for a degree. I paid to study theology. I paid to do spirituality courses. I paid to buy books. That's why I feel I'm healing. You know, I'm healing. I put the work in and I paid the money if I had to. And the reason I'm saying about the money is because money is a close thing to people's heart. And Jesus tells us whatever is in your heart Whatever you know, you worship. You know, it's your heart. If you worship money and you won't pay, you won't pay money to invest in your healing. Well, what do you value more, the money or your healing? So sometimes it's good to ask those questions. So, um, so we want you to go and try to find who you are. Okay. Now I want to make this clear here. What I'm teaching. I'm not talking about who you are in your sexuality, okay? This is a Christian podcast. We're not saying, oh, what's my identity? Am I, you know? No, it's not about sexuality. You are what God designed you to be, okay? From the beginning. I'm not going to get into these arguments, but I still have to, you know, clarify what I mean. So be who you are. So I'm talking about discover your gifts, your talents, and your purpose. And if you're unhappy, Go digging, go looking, and find that true you, that true identity that God wants you to be. Okay, so I just want to read the scripture again. I said I didn't want the podcast to be too long, so I'm trying to finish it. So let's read it again after everything that I said there. In this scripture, Romans 12, 1 to 2, the title of it is A Living Sacrifice. So that is the Christian life. That is the true self. That you become a living sacrifice. Your body is a living sacrifice. That means, you know, your, your body has to become holy. Holy so that the Holy Spirit can live in it. So that means you have to change habits. I don't know where you are on your journey, but if you're still like drinking and destroying your body and getting drunk you're you're being destructive to your body and your mind and also your emotions and your relationships because you know it's not very nice to be around somebody who's drinking and so think of other people if it's drink or if it's gambling or if it's some other sort of habit that you have we have to change our body if you're really unhealthy and unfit then maybe you also have to work on eating healthy, exercising, 
because we need to have our body in a good condition to be able to do the work of God as well. Okay, so let's read it. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Okay, I hope that made sense. Okay, so I will keep moving forward in this, but um, to get going on the healing journey, I had to sort of make it clear to people that there is some language problem that people have. Oh, what's this true self? You're a new creation. You have a new self. And that's who God created you to be. And that, that is always the spirit. God had designed that from the beginning. So you will have parts of that being uh, showing itself throughout your life. It doesn't just miraculously appear suddenly. God has been sowing seeds into our life forever since we were a child, you know. And sometimes it's been blocked, but other times you would have seen sparks of it. Okay, so then when you get saved, you have more power to do it you mean to become because you have the Holy Spirit so uh, so we read the scriptures to transform our mind get into right community get help if needed be med you know meditate pray have quiet time have good relationships and if you keep moving on that path you will find that you will be, before you know it, you will be walking in the light of God. You will be transformed. You'll be walking in holiness. And you will find that calling. It will start to present itself to you. One person I was reading actually about that, um, a psychologist called Margaret Paul, she said you would find the blueprint of your, des- you know, your calling. The blueprint is good, really, you know, because, you know, here I am and I kind of discover my calling, but I would have been had the career as a nurse for 20 years. But yes, the nursing is very much a part of my part of my um, divine calling because of the nature of the job was a caring job. And I learned a lot. Um, but as I moved forward with God and got healing and transformation, the blueprint of my final calling has started to present itself to me. But now I'm only, I only have a blueprint. <laughs> have to build a house now. <laughs> so you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like all... Woo, wow, it's all done. I'm wonderful. So it's just like it's almost like a treasure in your hand. Wow, I have a I have a blueprint. I laugh because it's so precious to get to discard all that nonsense that's going on all our life and to just clarify and have it written written on it. You can actually write it out when you get more clear and have it as your vision. But um we do grow more and more into it and God starts, as more falls away, he starts to refine it, you know, so that we have that more 
energy to push it forward, what we're called to do. Okay, so I'm going to leave it at that because uh, it's 32 minutes now and I don't want to go over my time. So listen, thank you so much for um, for taking the time to listen and I hope that you would um, take some of the uh, teaching here today and follow your true self and find the will of God for your life. Thank you.